Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. On this episode, I'm feeling a bit lonely. I make an apology to bagels. I reminisce on my amazing experience at the Paris Marathon two years ago. And I chat to a couple of chums about their current marathon training experience. Oh, and also, Harry reports live from the slopes. So hello and welcome to episode 18 of One for the Road. This is Lissy with you here. I'm on my own this time. Unfortunately, or rather fortunately for her, Harry has gone skiing for two weeks. So I'm left on my own to chat to myself, which feels very weird. Yes, quite jealous that she's off for two whole weeks. Not necessarily the skiing part. I've never been skiing in my life. I think I'd be pretty bad at it. Although I've heard there's lots of hot chocolate and jacuzzis involved, which I'd be quite pleased with. But yeah, having two whole weeks off from work and just to go run around the mountain sounds glorious. So very jealous of that. So yeah, I'll be here on my own this time. And I did this a couple of, well, it's quite a while ago now, actually, when Harry went on honeymoon back in April last year. I think it was episode three or four. I was on my own then, so I got a couple of chums involved and I'm doing the same this time. So I've interviewed a couple of people and we're doing a bit of a marathon training special this time. So we'll be hearing from both my friends Michelle and Gosha later in the episode but firstly a quick recap of the last fortnight so the first thing that I have to get out of the way is a a massive apology last time we spoke about fueling whilst out on a long run and I accidentally said something which turned out to be extremely slanderous against bagels so we were talking about what you eat before and after a run and we said bagels were really good and I said that they were the equivalent of eight slices of toast and this caused a little bit of uproar. I think the hashtag bagelgate might even have been used on Twitter as some people were unhappy that I might have given bagels a bad name and when really they're very good and I agree. I'm I'm very happy with bagels. I really enjoy them myself. And after some further research, found out that there is evidence to suggest that they are actually the equivalent to three slices of toast, not eight. So we can all we can all calm down. We can sleep safe in the knowledge that that's pretty normal breakfast. Like three slices of toast, I'm happy with that. Like I I'd eat that on a normal day, even if I'm not going for a run. So bagels, you're all good. I've actually been enjoying them a lot myself recently. Butter and peanut butter, of course. So. This has been a bit of a topic of debate in my office. If you've got toast or a bagel, do you have butter and peanut butter? Obviously you do. Need need both together. Oh, so good. Anyway, it's been a breakfast of choice of, of late. So yes, apologies to bagels. We're all good. Second thing to talk about is 
our birthday run which we mentioned in the last episode so very excitingly the first anniversary of the first one for the road podcast is coming up at the beginning of march and to celebrate we're going to go for a run so apologies if you're not in london but if you are in london on sunday the 6th of march and it's before you're going to take your mum out for lunch because it's also mother's day come join us we are going to be meeting for a run in central london we'll be meeting at waterloo Uh, Then we're going to go do a really casual, really lovely little loop of the river, end up back at Waterloo and then we'll get coffee and cake or pastries or whatever you fancy, just have a little bit of a natter and it will just be really lovely to meet some of our listeners in real life. So to keep in the loop with this, I would suggest that you join our Facebook page. We're going to be putting the event up on there. So if you just go onto Facebook and search One for the Road, our page will come up and we'll also obviously let you know the exact details on Twitter but it'll be the morning of Sunday the 6th of March. Okay so runners highs and runners lows. This week Harry recorded hers before she went away so we'll give hers a listen first and then come back. So hello I'm off and away skiing uh, and I've left poor Lissy to uh, manage the podcast all on her own. But I thought I'd share with you what I've been up to for the last two weeks and my runner's highs and runner's lows. So I'd say my runner's high in the last two weeks is I had a really lovely weekend last weekend uh, where I went to visit my mum and dad in Norfolk uh, and I went for a uh, about six, seven miles uh, along the coast. They live right by the sea and I was able to actually go onto the cliff right onto the coastal path which I wouldn't normally do normally I just run along the the road um I was feeling brave and despite it being very muddy and very windy it was beautiful and so amazing to be just running right along the edge of the cliff it's definitely something that you really can appreciate uh coming from living in the city uh being out by the sea with fresh air it just it's the best head clearer ever (laughs) Um, and my run is low. Uh, I think the last two weeks, and I'm sure most people will be will generally identify with this. I've just felt like I've done so much washing. Like I've just seemed to have worn more lycra in the last two weeks than usual, and the machine has just been on and on. <laughs> it hardly feels like the the lowest of the low, but it is not cool. It's also resulted in me wearing some very interesting combos, which uh, just shouldn't really be seen in public. And that's it from me. Uh, I'll probably be sliding down a mountain when you hear this, hopefully. Um, Probably trying not to break any bones. (laughs) Um, But hopefully I'll be sharing lots of pictures with you and fun snowboarding, probably slightly embarrassing stories when I'm back. Bye for now. So it was properly lovely to hear Harry there. On to my runner's highs and runner's lows. So my runner's high this fortnight has to be going for a run last Sunday with my friend Michelle who's coming up later in the show. Uh, So obviously last Sunday was Valentine's Day and we met super early. We met at quarter to eight on the Sunday morning um, near Hyde Park because the football was on pretty early on Sunday so we had to get done and finish before kickoff at midday and we met at really early we ran through Hyde Park we ran down to the river did a river loop and it was a very like it should have been a very uneventful run and it was a really uneventful run and I think that's why it was so good 
because it was a route that was in no way new to either of us. It was kind of classic marathon training run, just looping the river. But it was an absolutely gorgeous morning last Sunday. And I don't know if it was because we were just out so much earlier than we would be normally, but everyone we passed smiled at us or said morning or waved or was just really happy or I'm gonna say that it's the time of the day and not because it was Valentine's Day because I can't believe that that actually affects people uh, and it was just a really nice run and we both said that it so we did 10 miles together and she did a few miles before she met me and we both just said it just felt like the easiest the easiest easiest run we've done for ages and we'd finished and been running for nearly two hours and it just didn't feel like that long at all it just felt like it was an absolute breeze it was just really lovely and also what really made it was um, we stopped at Millennium Bridge to take some photographs and there was a guy there with his professional camera set up and he managed to take some photos of us whilst we were walking towards him because he just had it set up so it was just constantly taking photos and we stopped to take our own photos and he just got chatting to us because it was really early and there wasn't that many people around and we were we were all taking photos and he offered to send us the photos that he had of us which was super lovely so thank you very much his name is Pete Reed. I've put the picture on Instagram because it was so good it was absolutely gorgeous shot he got of us so that just really made our morning as well and then we met up later and had burgers and beer and watched some more football and went to the cinema to see How To Be Single which was nowhere near as good as I hoped it would be um, but it was just a really nice day and I think it was such a good day because it started off so wonderfully with such a lovely run. That's my runner's high. I don't really have a runner's low. I'm feeling super, super excited to run Brighton Half next weekend. I've only run one race in like the last six months and I think this running less races thing is really working out well for me. I genuinely, I don't think I've ever been so excited to run a race before. I'm genuinely just really, really looking forward to it. I, I know that I'm going to have a really good time. This will be the third year that I've run Brighton Half. I'm going for the weekend, so we're going down the Saturday before having kind of a day there in Brighton and then running the race in the morning and we're hanging around and having a roast dinner. Yeah. I just have absolutely no fear about the race. I'm not worried in the slightest. I've put no pressure on myself to meet a time anymore. So I was going to go for a sub two and I don't think I'm going to do it now. I think there's a good chance that I could PB, which will be equally as amazing. And I think just having the having a race that I know is a really good course, like it's all along the seafront. I know I love the place that it's in. I love the people that I'm going with it's all just gonna make for a really nice race experience which is more what it's about for me now so that was really good that was definitely not a runner's low that was definitely another uh soon to be runner's high yeah I guess the only low could be that I'm pretty much only running once a week at the weekend and all the rest of my training has been um kind of cross training so I've been going to one rebel loads like three times a week and I'm really 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 loving it and I'm seeing loads and loads of progress which is great so I'm going to all of their different classes and in every single one I can feel myself getting stronger and faster and being able to do stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do before um I'm just really enjoying it yeah not many lows at all at the moment so that is good so if you follow any runners at all on Instagram or Twitter you will notice that we are kind of in the peak of marathon training season 
And despite the fact that neither myself or Harry are training for a marathon at the moment, we thought it would be a good opportunity to get a couple of people on that are training for marathons because it's very topical. I think it's nine weeks until London Marathon, so that's a biggie. And yeah, every weekend my Instagram is jam-packed full of people that have been for long runs. And I have to say that I am in no way jealous whatsoever. So... I've been going for a long run most weekends, joining in with other people's marathon training. And at the moment, we're far enough out that it's a distance that I actually want to keep doing and is good training for my half marathon anyway. So, so far, no one's run more than 11 miles or about 17, 18k as part of their marathon training. So I've been able to join in. But from about next week, it's going to start jumping up and everyone's going to be kind of ticking over the half marathon mark. And I have enjoyed running so much more knowing that I'm not running for a marathon. But obviously, I feel like I'm a bit of an an anomaly in this because so many people are marathon training. So first of all, we spoke to my friend Michelle. So I had a quick chat with her. So let's have a listen. Hello. Hi. So tell us which marathon you're training for at the moment. I'm training for London Marathon. And is this your first time training for London? It's not. It's my third time training for London. Are you doing it for charity? I am. I'm running for uh, Notting Hill Housing Trust. It's a company that I work for and the money that we raise will be going towards their welfare fund, which is a cause I really believe in. It's uh, it's for families that have been affected by the nasty Tories and the horrible welfare welfare reform um, benefit changes and stuff like that that's going on at the moment. So it's it's a really worthwhile cause. Cool. And how far are we from the marathon now, is it? nine weeks I'm gonna say nine weeks I think it's nine weeks cool six weeks left at work yeah something like that (laughs) (laughs) I'm focusing on that at the moment but yeah how's your training going it's going really well actually because I think I'm I'm somebody that doesn't take marathon running very seriously um not that I don't think it's a big deal I do think it's a big deal but I don't take it seriously in the sense that I don't give a crap about running a particular time um so I'm not constantly checking my pace um I know what I'm capable of and I'm quite comfortable with that and I'm quite happy with that and it's mostly just about enjoying it and running with my friends and keeping fit and being able to eat lots of cake and drink (laughs) lots of beer for the entire summer afterwards what's your like do you follow a training plan how do you structure your training so the first time I did it I followed a training plan quite religiously and sort of tried to run four or five times a week um I I, which I did uh but I found it quite taxing and I found it quite stressful because with a busy schedule like most people have I think five days a week is quite a big commitment so the next time round I did it I decided to just run a little bit more on feel and try and stick to what I thought was achievable so I did three days a week and if I found the time to do an extra run I'd do four but I'm pretty much doing the same as that now so I'm doing three solid runs a week and an occasional extra run which is doable and quite sensible I think. What else do you do other than running? I'm trying to I'm trying to do some extra strength work this time because I think it definitely does help so I am doing a couple of days a week in the gym and a couple of extra extra sort of um, high intensity classes at One Rebel and places like that but I'm not going crazy i actually like to have some days off (laughs) I don't believe in the no days off thing I think it's bollocks and everybody needs to chill out and rest and recover it's really important do you think that it's a rest day if you go swimming um I kind of think that would probably be what people would call active 
active recovery, which is also something that I can't quite get my head around. You either exercise or you don't, or you rest, and that's the way I see it. So swimming for me is, my, like, is nice on, and gentle. I debate with people that they go, oh, it's a rest day, I'm just going to yoga. I'm like, mm. Yeah. Yoga's still doing stuff. And some yoga classes are quite hard, so that's not resting. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're resting, you're watching Netflix. <laughs> yes. Why are you running another marathon? Um, that's a really, really good question. I think the main reason I'm running this year, actually, is because my friend Sam wanted to do it, and she wasn't very confident about doing it again so she did it once before and had not the best experience um she didn't I don't think she really enjoyed the training and I think she found it quite difficult and she got injured and had to hobble quite a lot of the way so she didn't have a great marathon experience and I think anyone that does a marathon should have a fantastic experience and get get the best out of it that they can and so I'm kind of just doing it for her this year that sounds really cheesy but I probably wouldn't have signed up to run, uh, especially for charity again, because it's also, you know, a big ask to raise the money. But I probably wouldn't have signed up um, to run another marathon if she didn't want to do it. But we're doing it kind of together and I just want her to have a great time. Would you ever consider doing a marathon that wasn't London? Yes, I've entered the New York ballot. So I think, I don't think I'm one of those people that will ever run all the world majors. I mean, I certainly won't because I'm not fast enough, but, and I'm not particularly keen enough to spend that much money traveling to run but I'd like to run New York because I really love New York and I think it's quite an iconic one to run and it's it's not a super fast flat elitist only marathon what's your favorite thing about a London marathon that's quite a difficult one actually because there are so many things that are amazing about it I think my favorite is probably probably just the atmosphere and the the fact that it is pretty special the route is pretty iconic um I mean some of it's pretty dark (laughs) and Canary Wharf can be pretty grim and some of some of the earlier bits of the marathon aren't as pretty and Woolwich is lovely Mm, yeah Deptford not quite sure but um (laughs) I I think there's a reason why I was like I've never been here before (laughs) yeah definitely but I yeah I think it's just the amazing atmosphere the fact that people come out to support each other and yeah, I mean, obviously being part of Run Dem Crew is, is pretty cool as well because Mile 21 is an experience that I don't think I'll ever forget. That was pretty emotional. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty emotional being on either side. If you're if you're there for a friend or if you're there running through it yourself, it's pretty special. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope Sam appreciates that when we when I drag her through. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that part especially. And finally, what advice would you give someone that's never run a marathon before and was thinking about it? I would say you should you should be a hundred percent certain that you want to do it. Um, you shouldn't take it lightly, but equally don't take it too seriously, especially the first time round. Don't put pressure on yourself. Um, like I said before, I think the enjoyment is sucked out of it somewhat if you're constantly looking at your pace and you're constantly worrying about keeping up, or you know spending the three months training just worrying that you're not doing enough. I think most people if they set aside three days a week and you know cut back on the beer a little bit like I've been doing can probably get through it and and do it sensibly without killing themselves so yeah take it seriously but not too seriously and just enjoy it and what are you most looking forward to doing or not doing after it's over I'm very much looking forward to going on holiday afterwards we're going to New York um although there will be some running I'm pretty sure um I'm not 
again, I think I don't I haven't put that much pressure on myself for the for the race, and I don't expect it to suck all life out of me and not make me want to not run again. Mm. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to some chill time, but I'm also quite keen to to run again afterwards. Probably not another marathon, and probably not London again because three times is quite a lot in quite quick succession. But if I get into New York, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, marathon training straight away. Again. Yeah, back straight back on it. So that was Michelle. Now let's jump straight into my other chat with another marathon training goddess, Gosia. Hello. Hi. Um, So we're doing a bit of a marathon training special on this episode and we're talking to people that are training for marathons because me and Harry aren't training for one at the moment. So we need to get other people to talk (laughs) about them. Um, So tell us, which marathon are you training for? So currently I'm training for the Barcelona Marathon, which is being held on the 13th of March this year, which is very, very soon, which is very scary, actually. So how far away is that? Three three weeks weeks today. Three weeks today. And is it your first one? Um, Yes, it is indeed, actually. Um, I have run a couple of half marathons and quite a few 10Ks, but never really the full distance. So it's going to be the very first one which is very exciting. Why did you decide to step up to the marathon distance? Um, might have been my flatmates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, might have been the general craze about it <laughs> these days. Um, quite a few of my friends run marathons recently, over the last few years anyway. Um, a few years back I read a book about people who run 100 and plus marathons. And I remember when I was reading it, I was crying my eyes out. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, I'll never do that. Um, at the time, I couldn't really run more than 2K. So um, it felt like I might be ready. Cool. And why did you choose this marathon in particular? I didn't get into London. <laughs> um, I tried. Ballad last year and this year. Um, and then, as per recommendation... <laughs> Well, there are a few suggestions, actually. I looked into Paris, but that was sold out at the time. And it seemed like Barcelona is a beautiful city. Mm. Um, I love it as a holiday destination. So it just seemed like a really nice idea. I think from my experience of it, I haven't run it, but being there last year when it was on, it feels like it's a really under... What's the word? Like, under-publicised marathon. Like, out of all the big ones, it, this doesn't get any publicity... Like hardly anyone from the UK goes and does it and it's a, such a nice route like it's properly central Barcelona and Barcelona's awesome so and it was also really quite cheap because um, mm. the entry fee was just I think was 60 euros if I remember correctly and then just going there in general as a destination is not an expensive place to go to mm. so yeah quite surprising um, yeah I think I paid nearly 100 euros for Paris so yeah so how is your training going I'm a little bit nervous to ask this question. <laughs> Just so I want to start crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have a little meltdown. Um, it was going amazing up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was being very sensible. I've uh, I've drawn my plan, um, taken it on that off offline, and I followed it to the dot. I must admit that. Um, I found it really hard to give up on my other activities. So I wasn't training, only running. I was mm-hmm. doing lots of other things at the same time. But I've, I thought I've curbed it enough not to get overtrained. Um, 
and it was going fantastic and I was enjoying my long runs and the short faster ones and I was improving a lot and the whole journey seemed really quite fantastic and it just happened so that two weeks ago I think I might have overtrained during the week and I was doing lots of studying and then I went for a very long run and it ended up with a really bad runner's knee so I haven't run since it's only been two weeks it feels like it's been forever tried to run today was really sore um, seeing physio tomorrow but being very helpful so cross training lots of swimming lots of cycling keeping my cardio up and hopefully I'll still be able to run in three weeks how do you feel about it now are you like still looking forward to it or I think I am yes I definitely am um, I'm hoping that I will not disappoint myself it's funny how you need to rely on your body being compliant with what you want it to do. Mm. Um, and it makes you feel very vulnerable when it doesn't. But it's a very interesting experience of its own. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic, whatever happens. And I know I won't push myself to the level of hurting myself and getting a permanent injury. Yeah. I know I will do my best and I think that's as much as I can do and enjoy it and hopefully the whole trip is going to be great I'm sure it will because I love Barcelona yeah. and I love the company <laughs> uh, so I think it's going to be super fun and you know what there's so many other marathons in case so I don't think I would have wasted any of the training I've done and all the runs I've done were worth it anyway Yeah. and hopefully I'll be able to finish it (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will too Um, what's the biggest thing you've learned so far from marathon training I think a little bit understanding for myself Um, I think every run was very different and it's it's great to run with others It's, um, it's great how bonding it can be how quickly you can become friends with people that you run with and mm. um, it's great to hear about other people's accomplishments and what they do it's very inspiring it's great to get immersed in the whole running culture and start reading about it and chatting about it and sort of get like really really involved I guess um, even though you know I'll never be racing I'll never be competing I'm more of a you know I just want I just want to do it yeah I found it quite surprising how many people ask me if I had a time in mind mm. for my first marathon. And I'm like, why would I? Why would I? I've got no idea. No. Why? <laughs> and then I start thinking, oh, maybe I should. Oh, maybe I should have a time in mind. But no, I don't. I, I would love to be able to finish it. What I think I've learned the most is sometimes it's good to take a step back and think about what's going on in your life other than running as well because it can influence it and you can get caught up in ticking off the runs rather than just enjoying it. Mm. So I think from now on I will pay a little bit more attention to that. Is that what you would give someone that never run a marathon before as your best advice? Or would it be Uh, something else? Well, I don't know. I haven't run one yet, right? (laughs) But I think just taking it one step at a time, Mm -hmm. um, not being afraid of the little baby steps. Like you've said to me a few weeks back, 
when I came back from, I think my, I might have run at a time 17, 18 kilometers, and I was thinking, oh my God, how am I supposed to do it twice over and a little extra? And I remember you said, you know, try a few times, and a few times you'll go over the half marathon distance and you'll start, it will just feel different. And it mm. did. And every longer distance I was doing, I was really enjoying it. And I was like, oh my God, I can, I may actually be able to do it. So just one step at a time. Just, just little runs and a little longer runs and just giving yourself the time to enjoy it and um, always having the incentive of pancakes <laughs> or <laughs> anything else you can dream of banana bread maybe <laughs> there was a very funny moment in the race uh, we did a 10k race and they uh, Gosha and our friend Melanie started talking about pancakes and they actually sped up away from me and I was looking at them I was like I'm going the same pace the whole time they've actually sped up because they're talking about pancakes run for the pancakes <laughs> but no it was good I really yeah no I really hope um, running is really special um, it helped me a lot to get over a heartbreak from last year and just just keep on going I guess just being understanding with yourself that not every run has to be perfect not always you need to be in a good place and not always you need to feel like you've won the lottery or you're winning in life in general sometimes it's just oh I mean that was hard but I still managed and I still didn't stop and I still completed the distance that I've planned so yeah just being patient so that was Michelle and Gosha talking to me about their marathon training journeys that they're going through at the moment and the reason I wanted to get both of those on rather than anyone super speedy or super elite or doing their millionth marathon was because they're just two people that I know that are completely normal like they're really really good both super good friends of mine they're like two of my best friends and they're doing something that is absolutely incredible like I I'm always in awe of people that run marathons because I know how hard they are and I think we have a danger of kind of normalising things like even half marathon running and marathon running especially because so many people within the running community do it all the time. It becomes something that people just kind of do and you don't just do a marathon like it's three to four months of training it's a really hard thing to do it's a lot of emotional stress it's a lot of physical stress like it's a really big thing to train for you have to really properly train for something like that you can't just go out and run 26 miles so I wanted to get them on to show you that normal people can do it and um, as much as it is a big thing anyone can do it if I can do it if we can do it if all my friends can do it then anyone can do it so if you're thinking about doing a marathon and you haven't done one before uh, definitely give it some thought So I wanted to just quickly talk about my first marathon because we have only been doing this podcast for a year. So the only marathon that I've run whilst we've been recording this podcast is London. And if you've been listening to the podcast or if you've read anything that I've written either on my old blog or on social media, you'll know that I had an absolutely horrible race at London. I really, really hated it. And I've been very negative about running a marathon myself ever since I have no desire to do one because of that race however my first marathon in 2014 was Paris and Paris I still count the day I ran Paris marathon as the best day of my life it was the perfect perfect marathon experience and it wasn't just because of the race day it was the whole process of 
training deciding to do the race training for the race uh booking it going out there everything was just amazing and um similar to what Gosha was saying about how marathon training helped her through heartbreak that's exactly why I decided to run a marathon so I actually got broken up with um 16 weeks to the day out from Paris marathon which I think is some kind of like poetic thing because traditionally marathon training is 16 weeks long so it was kind of like the kickstart that I needed to train for a marathon and at the time like it was absolutely life-changing thing that had happened I wasn't living in the same place anymore I wasn't living with the same person someone that I was spending all my spare time with just disappeared from my life and marathon training gave me that focus that I needed to get through that and it gave me the kind of distraction I needed it gave me the space to think about what I was going through and also um, made me find a group of really supportive friends for it as well so Leah who doesn't live in the UK anymore who has moved back to New Zealand kind of set up a running group called Team Naturally Run and we did all our training runs together so every Sunday I'd see the same group of girls and they'd we'd kind of all get each other through it and that is what marathon training for me is all about it's about the support you get from other people and the clarity you get in your own life and the structure it gives you so yeah I got through all the training I didn't do all the training I was supposed to but the one thing I did do was do every single one of my long runs and I went out to Paris and I stayed on my own I had no one um none of my friends or family came to uh, cheer me on the only people I knew that were out there my friends were also running it as well but we weren't running together so it was actually quite a solitary experience actually Leah and I started together and we did a lot of the race together but we kind of drifted apart and then found each other again so a lot of the second half especially was on my own uh, the last 10k was definitely on my own and um, it was uh, it was just really great and I remember running down the final straight and um, in my head I was absolutely sprinting it I was like an absolute champion on the video of it I am basically crawling across the finish line like you've never seen someone run so slow in their life but it was great um the feeling of finishing my first marathon I don't think will ever leave me it was absolute pure elation and I think that's the only reason why I'd ever run a marathon again is to get that feeling back again I did have that at London actually the kind of five minutes when you cross the finish line and it's just pure magic it's just absolutely great anyway the point of this story was just to say that I do have good things to say about the marathon because my first one was great and again just to show that a normal person can do it you don't have to be running like good for age qualifying times or Boston Marathon qualifying times it doesn't matter if you take over five hours like I did in both of my marathons um it is a really really great thing to do but equally think hard and long before you do it because it is a big commitment so anyway I hope you enjoyed some of those marathon tales um we will obviously be talking a lot more about the marathon especially London in the next few weeks because um although myself and Harry aren't running we do know a lot of people that are running it a lot of our chums of the show especially are running it so there's been a lot of people either this episode or in previous episodes that are running it this year so we'll definitely be catching up with them at some point so all that's left to say is um, thank you for listening. Um, we hope to see you at our first birthday run if you can make it. Harry will be hopefully back for the next episode. Yeah, it's two weeks away. It's fine to be back by then. Like I said earlier, join us on our Facebook page. Search for One for the Road. We're on Twitter and Instagram at OFTR Podcast. 
If you want to join in with our first birthday episode and you can't make it to the run, drop us an email on oftrpodcast at gmail.com and we'll get back to you letting you know how you can join in. And we would absolutely love it if you um, left us a review and subscribed to our podcast on iTunes because it all helps other people find us as well. As ever, if you've got any other feedback, get in touch. But if not, we'll see you in a fortnight. Bye. Hello again. So you thought it was the end of the show, but not quite. As a bonus, we're getting to the very end of this episode. Thank you very much for that and well done. You get to listen to a little Harry bonus as you haven't heard much of her this time. So here she is reporting from the slopes. Here we are. I'm doing a on the slope live from Austria uh, and we're on a bubble and we're about to hop off the bubble. So Pete and I are on the chairlift. No, what is it? A bubble. (laughs) Not quite down with my terminology yet. We've had a very nice day uh, flinging ourselves down some mountains. I have done some reds, which is a a serious improvement Mm -hmm. on previous trips. Uh, A bit like running, there's a bit of um, a lot to do with your mental state and how you think about things. Uh, And probably much more similar to cycling into how you have to put up with other people (laughs) and learn to kind of deal with people whizzing past you and watching you when you fall over uh a bit like in cycling when you're trying to navigate all the cars so it's it's good i think um my other sport endeavors have helped me learn how to improve at snowboarding uh i did just really fall over but i only hurt my head a bit so i'm all right <laughs> and i got up and did another turn so it's okay <laughs> i think we've got a few more runs to the bottom before the end of the day and then it's time for some apres ski and some van show hope you're okay in london see you soon Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.